this what it was like for the saw back in the day? Oh, with the, the yeah, screaming phone lines. There, there's smoke coming out of the computer, right? Polly, Polly, Polly at the break was like, "Hello, yes. What do you like to talk about? Fanfest. Okay, next. <laughs> Hello, what would you like to talk about? Fanfest. Okay, next. Just you ripping I, through. I them. would be the one answering those phones. You did, yeah, for saw. Yeah, I did it for oh. saw many times. His expression was always, "One call begets the next." Yeah. Well, we always say you got to prime the pump. You get one call, and then the next thing goes, ah, I didn't like that. I'm going to call in. We don't rip a lot of calls on this this show, but I, I think, you know, I like being the place where people can come to vent, and I'm certain, I'm certain, I haven't heard any of these, but I'm certain there are some people that want to vent, and that's fine. That's what we're here yeah, for. Yeah, we want to hear about your experience at FanFest, your ideas. Very easy for us, since we had nothing to do with it, so. <laughs> sure, call in and vent. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, I, if, hey. if it was an event we put on, I'd be like, Paulie, don't answer I, the phones today. I can assure you that the powers that be do listen. Oh, yeah, they do. It's terrifying. In the morning here at 97. Absolutely the, the weirdest so your, and most terrifying thing Your ever. suggestions, your ideas, your your complaints, your praise, whatever it is, will be heard by the powers that be. So let's go out to the phones, 833-288-0973. They are full, as can be right now. Let's Screaming. start with Will. In Oceanside, Will, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Morning, guys. Uh, I actually uh, had a, well, I had a pretty good experience, I want to say. My son is in a uh, wheelchair, and uh, we knew it would be a challenge going down there uh, with a special needs child. But I do want to, I do want to point something out. The, The guys that work there, the elite security, the players, even Mr. Bob Melvin was super, super nice to uh, my son. Um, I want to say this, uh, at the, uh, visitors, um, clubhouse, you can't get down there. So everybody that had pastures oh. that couldn't go down because there was stairs, but, but I'm going to tell you, I do do this. There was, and I, I was one of the ones included cause I do this all the time. There's about five or six big guys waiting at the stairs and we were, uh, carrying wheelchairs down the stairs cause it's only like eight steps. But we probably got about eight or nine wheelchairs. Some of them had to find another way back around. But there were people doing things like that, even though it was frustrating. That's awesome. There were people. There were people doing things that to try to make it a little bit easier. And my son had a blast, and you know he'll never forget that day. God, so I'm, that's I'm so glad special, you got man. in, Will, and thanks for the call. Although I. I walked in because I went down. They were doing the, uh, the the news conferences right next to the visitors' clubhouse, and I went in without steps. If you went in at the Petco, the the gate right behind home plate, the home plate gate, yep, and then went past the escalator into the doors, and then right straight through, you're to go through the players' garage, and oh, they yeah. actually they, that they, little they let secret you walk, door. Yeah, they let you walk through. There were people lined up in the players' garage, and then right into the the visitors' clubhouse tours that were going on down there. So I did see it. Now, if you were already You're up in. on the concourse, I, I don't know if you could get to the elevators or anything. That could have been a difficulty. That's cool, that was though, going man. On. People helping uh, them lift yeah, wheelchairs awesome. down. That's great. Let's go to Carlos. You're next up here on Ben and Woods, getting reactions to FanFest on Saturday. So I had a so-so experience. Um, I saw you guys uh, when Jake was there. Yeah. Um, probably wouldn't remember me, but. Uh, I remember I was like first in line just to try to get a signature, and you saw the massive crowd just start. Dude, and were you like the guy in the Padres hat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you had the jersey, right? And the jersey, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm wearing the Hoffman jersey, so I kind of stand out a little bit more. But 
it was insane because uh i mean everywhere i went it was kind of like i felt unsafe sometimes for the kids like i have a two six-year-olds and they were getting like almost trampled squished i'm like you kind of have to like stick your elbows out just to give kids uh, space but when i saw you guys um i just remember the whole crowd just pushing against the table yeah. and you just feel the pressure there was a little boy in front of us i was just about to get you know trampled and squished and i'm like holding the table and jake reaches out for my stepson's uh, marker and signs someone else's jersey <laughs> 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 so like, close. That was the last, you know, the last thing that they kind of like left the sting on us. We're like, oh man, like it's not hey. our day. <laughs> so close, yeah, Carlos. No, it was wild. I, it was I wild actually, though. Yeah, by the I mean, table, just, it was nice. I had to try to help because Jake was there, and then he signed a few. But you know, they had him at another event, and the Padres. You know, they had their staff that were actually just trying to get him out from behind our table, which was not easy. Right. And I had to kind of, I was a shield almost as they were, as Jake was trying to get out just because yeah, they, he was with do a lot worse for a shield than Ben Higgins. Yeah. I'll tell you that well, right now. The employee that was with five. him was like five foot four, yeah. you know, a hundred pounds. This little girl was trying to help him Yeah, I looked him and I go, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it was not going to happen. <laughs> Getting Jake out of this All three of us crush. just lower the shoulder. Bro, they, these guys are like, it's, it's, it's just rock stars. All these guys, man. Hoffy, all of them. Just got mobbed when they were up there. Uh, let's keep going here. As I said, we can push back, take on Woods. Uh, we're getting a lot of calls here. 833-288-0973. Let's go to Alfredo, south of the border. Alfredo, good morning. Welcome to Venom Woods. Good morning. Um, we got there um, around noon or so, um, and the line was around the block. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a mess to get in, and it actually took us probably like less than 10 minutes. Like there were letting people in. We went in just as uh, um, the top four guys were up there giving the, the Q&A with Don Orsillo. And that allowed my family. We were there with uh, my four-year-old, my seven, and my 17. And after we tried to watch a little bit of the um, of the uh, podium thing, we just decided to go to the field, which was amazing. Yeah. Because when do you get a chance to just walk onto the Right. Field? Just run around out there. I, I saw so many yeah. dads and, and moms and their kids out there just, just running freely. It was kind of cool. That was the part that was amazing. I mean, like, did we get to see anyone? No. I mean, the, the lines were insane. And, like, everybody's saying, I mean, if you have kids, I mean, like, forget about it. Having them sit idly for two hours just so you can say hi really quick, like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Bo would have kicked no. me right in the nuts and been like, can we go? I'm begging you. No. I'm begging you to go. We walked by your station. We waved a little bit, and then we just walked on, and, and we walked around the park for a few, uh, for about a couple, an hour and a half or so. Um, I enjoyed it because so probably our expectations were really, really low, so keep the expectations low. I mean, you're not going to go out and get Tati's phone number or something, you know, like, <laughs> like can we hang after this? Like, yeah. no, dude. Do you want to play nine not. holes with me after this, Fernando? <laughs> no, it's a good way. Look, that motto right there that he just laid on us, I think if all of us could incorporate a little bit more of that into our lives, almost expect to be disappointed, and then if anything is better, it's just gravy. You know, I, that's kind of how I live my life. I, I expect the worst and hope for the best. Especially for a free event. A free event, yes. That you're not being charged for. Now, I have no problem that, you know, fans, season ticket holders, people who pay for their seats and go to a game are going to expect a good fan experience when they get there. And it can't be, you know, it can't be a, an hour and a half line to get a hot dog when you're going to a game and you're missing the game. They have to have enough staff. They have to have enough things going. 
at a fan fest, at a free event, I do feel like the Padres did the best that they could given the circumstances. Maybe next year, now that they know, okay, we distributed 150,000. Almost 50,000 showed up, one out of every three. They said, wow. they said it generally when you distribute free tickets, about one in five get used. Because so everyone claims them, but then am I really going to go? I don't know. So they, they got a much higher percentage of tickets used than what they had at least seen in the past for free events like that. I'll retell the story in case you missed it on Saturday at our broadcast, but... Uh, last year, Ben and I were massively, massively honored and nervous when they asked us to come MC a little meet-and-greet uh, Q&A session with Trevor Hoffman, Randy Jones, Mark Loretta, and they did this at Petco Park. They were going to show the Padres-Philly game on the big screen. You could sit in Petco Park, you could eat, you could drink, you could cheer, and a lot of teams do this when they're, they're away uh, in a playoff game. So when they asked us to do it, I went, oh, my God. And I'd seen Petco Park, you know, just jam-packed with people. I'm on the phone with my dad. My dad's like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, Petco Park's going to be jammed, and you're going to be down on the field. I go, Dad, it's just the most special thing. They gave away, I think, 60,000 tickets. I think 500 people came. Uh, ben and <laughs> I was I, more than, it was Give Padres fans more credit than that. Ben and I looked there up. There were like two or 3,000 people there. They were on all one side of the stadium. It was, and I looked around and I go, oh, this? Oh, I can do this. <laughs> now, if the place is rocking and filled with people. So I I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Well, we gave away 60000 for the, the NLCS games and, you know, very few showed up. Uh, should we just give away more and, and you know, hope for the best? And, uh, yeah, they, they, a lot of people showed. A lot of people were there. Everyone was ready. Um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting scene. Let's get a couple more in. Uh, as I said, we're going to push back. Take on Woods until later. Steve, you are next up on ninety seven three. The fan. Thanks for the call, Steve. Hey, gents. Good morning. Hey, um, I want to give I want to give kudos out to. All right, so I I left. It, it was a hard thing. We so we bust down um, from South Park. So that was easy enough. Oh yeah. So I didn't have any you know traffic you know elements. But I left my phone at home, right? So I didn't have like the bark. I had my confirmation number, but I didn't have the barcode to be able to get in. So I talked to the guy as we're in line. And this is like, you know, 830. And he's like, you know, I showed him my confirmation number. And he's like, okay, here's three hard tickets with a, with a barcode. Nice. And it was so cool. Yeah, nice. I yeah. mean, yeah, he, he let you in and, you know, that's cool. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm with a lot of people. I think that um, it was really, really a tough thing. Heck, me and my buddies got separated, but it was a really cool experience. Good. I'm glad so, you had a good I, time, man. I'm glad you did have a good time. And um, I, I did as well. Granted, again, completely different experience. Um, but just looking out at the sea of people. I mean, I tweeted, we're going to need a bigger stadium. I mean, if it's this bad for, or good, I guess, for the turnout for FanFest, how hard is it going to be to get tickets for games this year? My God. The video that uh, Jesse posted of the Q&A in Gallagher Square and the sea of Padres fans, you know, just filling that hillside from, I mean, you couldn't see a spot of grass you know that 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 hill is full. It, you couldn't see anything other than a sea of humanity there to see the Padres players just do a little Q and A. 
up there on the stage. It was absolutely remarkable. It really was cool. It was so cool to see. Got uh, time for one more? Yeah, let's get one more in. Let's go to Eddie. Uh, Eddie, thanks for hanging on. You're on with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, guys. Um, good morning. Uh, morning. Happy morning birthday to you, to, uh, with oh, you little guy. Well, thank you, man. Um, no problem. So uh, to sum it up into three words, my experience, um, I'd say it was exciting, frustrating at times, and exhausting because I was fresh out of work at 3 a.m. and I got down to the ballpark at 8 a.m. So it was uh, quite a bit of an eventful morning. So um, I got to wait in the line for you, Darvish, and um, and it was hell. I mean, it was pandemonium. There was one guy controlling the flow, and so um, so it was just you know crazy, just nuts. And um, as I was getting close to the front of the line, you know, there was a family that was that asked me if they could cut, um, and I feel really bad because because um, I told them no. Um, Why would you feel so, bad for telling people that they can't? cut the line you who are you that you were asked to yeah, cut you the line? shouldn't be asking to cut a line even if you've got kids guess what so do a lot of the people behind you that have been waiting kids don't don't just make yeah. you get to go yeah, in the front. No, 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 yeah and then um but like but like to get to my point <laughs> i know it's frustrating to get to my point um i told i i mean i my cousins were like well, i mean they got little kids and like i looked at the little kids and that's when it, that's when reality hit me and and i was like you know what like kids this is for kids, man. Like, this is more for the kids. And, you know, I mean, so it's like an only experience for them, you know? Like, not every Padre fan is going to be able to get an autograph, especially children, you know? Yeah. I mean, no. So it's just, um, yeah, it was a crazy morning, exhausted. Um, <laughs> and I had to go back to work at 6 later that day. Wow. So what a day for Eddie. Crazy. But, um, but this is how much I love this team, to sum it up, and, and that it's all about the kids, man. Well, yeah, thank you, Eddie. Um, you know, as uh, you know, Eric Gruppner, I think, called it later. Well, it's a it's a problem, but it's kind of a champagne problem. It's the problem you get when you are very successful. It's Cadillac problems, as yeah. we call them on our show all the time. Like I've, I've got all this cash, I don't know where to spend it. <laughs> you know, like it's not something that happens very often. Now, I'd say this is a real problem. It is a. It's not something to be dismissed as you know flippantly as. Oh, oh, we got too many fans. Boo-hoo us. But it's, you know, it's a fan satisfaction is a real problem. If you don't eventually take care of it, you will lose some fans if they don't like the experience over and over again. But for the first time, you know, I'm sure they'll learn some lessons and they'll do things a little bit differently the next time. I Like Eddie said, I, I don't think everything has to be for the kids. You know, adult baseball fans should have a good experience as well. But maybe you do have a kid's autograph section where it's only for kids. That would be badass, man. Where, you know, adults aren't there for autographs. It's just some kids in line, maybe a shorter line, a little bit easier to get to, less crowded, a little more space. Something like that might be uh, something the Padres could think about next time. And, like, I, I understand it's cool to have a signed picture of guys. I've got signed stuff in my home, uh, certainly. I've, I've bought some of it. Uh, some of it I've gotten. But I, 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 I did a lot of thinking this weekend too bad about what kind of fan I am, right? And what I really need and expect uh, when I purchase a ticket to a show uh, or, a, or or a sporting event. I rarely have a bad experience. I rarely do. I, and, and if I do, I tend to 
kind of keep it to myself or amongst friends or whatever. But, um, yeah, I understand not everybody is the same. So I'm not that needy of a fan. I understand that there are people that want things laid out perfectly. Um, it was never going to happen, though, that day. It was going to be really hard to make it a perfect experience for, um, you know, the 150,000 tickets that they, they handed out. All right. Appreciate everybody calling in. We may have some time for other thoughts a little bit later. But we do have uh, some things to get to, including our interview with Jake Cronenworth. Uh, that we did out at FanFest on Saturday. Some don't do this as well. Uh, the Mountain West got a major don't do this story in oh, the headlines yeah. over the weekend. So we'll get to that and more coming up on Ben and Woods. Uh, we'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? (laughs) How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Log in and listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app or at 97.3 The Fan SD.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Coldplay. Their sold out show at Snapdragon Stadium on September 27th. Every hour you listen, now through February 19th, equals one entry in the contest. I will start, don't do this today, in the Mountain West Conference. By the way, the San Diego State men's basketball team back and alone in first place after a convincing win against Boise State on Friday night. Uh, but the don't do this comes from a game between Colorado State and Utah State. So Utah State Mama. have a guard have a named Max Shulga, uh, who was at the free throw line late in Saturday's game in Fort Collins when... Uh, the student section at Colorado State started chant- chanting Russia. Mm. Now, Max Shulga is from Ukraine. Mm. And, of course, those two oh countries God. are currently in a gruesome war against each other. Uh, you know, just the headlines just are awful every single day. And I get it that um, part of being a student section is pushing the envelope and trying to get into the heads of the opponents. I mean, the show has done it. I don't in know what the you're past, Paulie, we know that the show has done it in the past. We were always very respectful. Never used I don't colorful think, I, language. And, you know what? Honestly, I don't think you have to be entirely respectful all the time. I think it's okay to even be a little bit off color at times. This clearly crossed the line. Jeez, crossed the line. Uh, Colorado State issued a public apology to Utah State and Max Shulga yesterday. Uh, quote on behalf of Colorado State, we apologize to the student athlete. And Utah State, this is a violation of our steadfast belief in the Mountain West sportsmanship policy and university principles of community. Every participant, student, and fan should feel welcomed in our venues. And for something like this to have occurred is unacceptable at Colorado State. Yeah, there's a line. 
you know, I think there's a line, and I think when you cross that line, you know, you should get called out for it, and that's exactly what happened, and uh, it's, I feel bad for that kid. You know, uh, Shulga actually, uh, you know, he said it, very difficult year for him, his family, with what's uh. going on, but he said, I get, I know how emotions can run high during competition, and people can do and say things they do not really mean. Colorado State and its fans have apologized. I accept uh, and appreciate right there. the apology. It's a big man yeah. right there. It takes a big man to do that. I am not. A big man. Uh, I will. I will go to the NBA. This is kind of a disturbing story here about NBA superstar John Morant. Now, um, John Morant is going to be called to the carpet for something he didn't even really do, but it's the company you keep sometimes. So, following a game between the Pacers and the Grizzlies on January 29th in Memphis, some acquaintances of John Morant aggressively confronted members of the Pacers traveling party right out near the team's bus as they they were loading in. Later, someone in a slow-moving SUV, which Jaw was in at the time, put a red laser on them, which is quite, quite terrifying. Uh, The two members of the traveling party, they spoke to The Athletic. They said they did not see who shined the laser from the SUV. They also don't know if the laser was attached to a gun, but they believed it was. A Pacer security guard in the loading area at the time remarked, that's 100% a gun. Uh, They said, we felt we were in grave danger. Uh, they requested anonymity. Pacers did alert the NBA. They talked to uh, spokesmen there. They're investigating. Uh, and the Grizzlies, have. they came out yesterday with a statement saying uh, they complied completely and are abiding by its findings and declined further comment. Is that something that... That's scary, man. Is that a real-life thing? I always felt that was more like a movies or TV thing. They used the, the laser to scare you, to scare people a lot in TV and the movies. Um Walter White used it in the last season yeah. of Breaking Bad. It's a it's a great it's a great story device. But do like people actually have laser sights on yes, guns ab- that they carry? Ab- absolutely, they carry around all day. Sure, it's like sure. like so you're going to a basketball game and you're bringing your weapon. And that weapon has a laser sight on it. Yeah. All right, you you know this for a fact. Yeah. I mean, I can see maybe if you're like a hunter and you're going hunting deer. I don't know that they use lasers. Do they not? Deer. No. They don't use lasers. No. Who does use lasers then? People that want to I mean, it's people? rifles have lasers. Handguns don't have lasers. The hitmen use lasers. Right. Yeah. But this is, again, we're diving into the realm more of movies and TV. Well, you think that. But according to sources, remarks directed at them by the pack uh, of, of players said, come get some of this. And, quote, you don't know how we roll. And, quote, I'll show you what I got. Some Pacers players, others yelled back at them. Yeah, that's just not uh, that's not something that you want outside of your arena with one of your star players. On a side note, um, speaking of guns and don't do this, or don't do this on Friday, Joe Mixon, Bengals running back. Yeah. Uh, those charges were dropped wow. on Saturday. The menacing charges for pointing a gun at a woman. I don't think it had a laser on it, uh, but those charges were, as his lawyer said, would be dropped, and they were dropped, although they still have the the ability to refile them if they so choose in the future. Gotcha. All right, finally for Do Do This. DD Mega Do Do. I'm very excited because I believe the next game the Seals play is against the Saskatchewan Rush. Yes. Congratulations to the Seals. Thank Hard-fought you. victory over Panther City. Yeah, I worked really hard that night. On Saturday night, 12-10. 
three hat tricks. Dane Doby, Westberg, Westberg, and Austin Stotts. Like all your stuff. It's like Manny getting three knocks, Tatis getting three knocks, and Xander getting three knocks, or Soto getting three knocks. It's insane. First place, and uh, they will play uh, Saskatchewan, not this week. I think it's next week. We get a bye week this week. Yeah, either and that then, or we're on the road. And then a game against Saskatchewan in two weeks. But uh, I just saw this. So Saskatchewan won their game, and afterwards, the uh, the host of Saskatchewan Rush Lacrosse yeah. interviewed Bouquet. Their, Bouquet, their goal, their goaltender Bouquet, who um, well, he's a, he's a rather large, he's a big fellow. Yeah, um, maybe kind of a um, a native, yep. uh, a Native American yep. or Native Canadian, whatever it is. Uh, and he, uh, well, let's just listen to the interview it's with fantastic. Yeah. He's a star. Alex, you came into Rogers Arena, faced your former club, and your squad got the W. How nice was it to get the win here tonight? Hey, we followed the game plan, and we got the dub. Good on for the boys. Love these guys. How imperative was the penalty kill, especially in the second half? Didn't think of it much. Just, you know, try to stop the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a team guy, so how good are the guys on the back end? Oh, they're f***ing pumped. Here we go. <laughs> what does this win do for you, confidence-wise? Confidence is pretty high. Another tally on the chart. We'll see ourselves next week. Get ready. Congrats. Enjoy this one. Teddy, Brad. He's like Canadian lacrosse playing Kawhi Leonard, yeah. but... Just very he's short. A, he just got the, he's got this look. He's a big, big dude. He's got so much confidence, though. He's amazing. We beat we beat him uh, at home uh, back in December, but by one. I mean, he is a superstar in this league, Alex Bouquet. He I is, feel like there's a couple awesome. of drops we might need yeah, to pull out of that. Play his re- responses yeah. again, Paulie. I loved it. Got the dub. <laughs> Got the dub. Sounds, like, uh, sounds like one of the Bears. The voice guys. doesn't. Match I mean, we you do the, the like body. the stereotypical Canadian accent, but that's as that's as strong Alex. as it gets. You came into Rogers Arena, faced your former club, and your squad got the W. How nice was it to get the win here tonight? Hey, we followed the game plan and we got the dub. Good on for the boys. Love good on, guys. good on. Yeah. How imperative was the penalty kill, especially in the second half? Didn't think of it much. Just you know. Try to stop the ball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boys were at the So good, so good. Yeah, he'll be. You can come watch him uh, play. He's he's a sight to see. Uh, and you know, one of those guys. Like I retweeted it. I love him. I think he's great. I want to beat him. But he is he's a star for the league. That's don't and do do this for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we had our interview with Jake Cronenworth at FanFest. Uh, really fun sit-down with Jake. Still in that kind of relaxed off-season mode. I think it was one of our best conversations ever. Uh, so if you missed that, we'll have that for you. We may have some time for more of your calls as well. Had uh, full lines a second ago talking about your FanFest experience. 833 We'll get to that coming up with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
This Hour 97 Through the Fan is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Remember, college, 5-Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover 5-Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit 5-HourEnergy.com. You needed a little energy to get uh, all the way through FanFest on Saturday. Now, uh, for the media, there were... I think 13 players that, that stopped by for news conferences. And if you were following along with uh, 97.3, the fan on social media, uh, you saw a lot of what was said on Saturday morning, including I think Fernando Tatis Jr. was first up. And, um, you know, the takeaway for me was seemed very confident in his health and where he's at right now, that he's doing everything, Good. all baseball activities, said he will be a 100% full participant for spring training and said he will be ready to go when uh, when the suspension ends uh, in, what, April 20th or whatever the date is supposed to be when he can come back to the Padres. So he felt like he is uh, as good or better than he's felt in the last couple of years after the shoulder and wrist surgeries. And I do believe that he is uh, en route or was en route yesterday to Peoria already. He and uh, Joe Musgrove heading out a little bit early, which, listen, love to see that. Love to see them get out there and uh, get down to the business of baseball uh, for Fernando Tatis Jr. and, and Joe Musgrove. Doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, but I like that. You know, you like to see things like that. Flashed his winning smile, uh, laughed a little bit. I thought he had a good answer when someone said, hey, what position are you going to play? Said, mm, I'd have to talk to my manager about yeah. that. Uh, but he says he's been working in the outfield. He's also been working in the infield, uh, kind of keeping all of his options open as he gets ready for the season. But uh, real no limitations, uh, doing everything that he needs to do, running, swinging, uh, playing in the field. It's uh, not no, no nothing held back at this point as he's uh, as he's recovering from the surgery. Yeah, so. fingers crossed that it uh, it stays that way. Um, he did talk about you know winning. Winning is the most important thing. I think that's something that uh, everyone is excited about. And again, just seeing him uh, so at ease around the guys and him and Manny hanging out and and him and, and Soto and. And Xander, all those guys hanging out is is really special. Did feel like there's a little more position certainty for Jake Cronenworth. Now it's going to be a new position uh, as he moves over to first base. Ish, good point. Yeah, ish. It's uh, one of the things we talked about with Jake when he stopped by our booth at FanFest on Saturday. And we're going to bring you that interview coming up after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Padres All-Star. I was going to say second baseman, but also now All first baseman. Player. Player. Just, just a player. Jake Cronenworth yeah! is here, everybody. <laughs> Headset is yours right there, Jake, and it was uh, it's a pleasure to have you stopping by. And I mean, first of all, just ha- I mean, your reaction to the scene here today with Padres fans is incredible. Yeah, this is pretty insane. Pretty insane. It's nuts. It's nuts. You've been uh, to FanFest. Did we? Have you been to Fan Fest before? Not Zero a, times. Not Zero a total, times. There really hasn't been one. Since, yeah, there really hasn't been one. Because of the pandemic and everything since Jake's been here. So they weren't like this before this. No, I they were not. <laughs> well, I know it was not me. It was definitely Manny and Tony. <laughs> it's crazy. So new faces in the clubhouse again. Uh, Xander Bogarts. Now uh, uh, you've got a chance to hang out with him a little bit. Obviously, we all familiar with his game. What's he like? Uh, what's he like as a, as a person, a, a player, and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, game speaks for itself. Awesome player. Um, really solidified himself in Boston. Just all-star, shortstop, just absolutely rakes. Um, but to have him in the clubhouse, not just a great player, but a great human, and I think he's going to fit our group really well. So for you, uh, you know, I mean, again, the, the last season was so magical. We were watching it as a family last week. 
the, some of the highlights, and, and it was just incredible. It was just an incredible thing to, to cover, to watch every night as a fan, too. How did you feel at the end of the year? Long year. Like, you played a ton of games. You played a ton of innings. What did you learn kind of about yourself, your body, and, and what you need to do? And have you changed anything for this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, is the second full season, obviously the shortened season in 20. Um, but being able to go as far as we did, um, you know, you kind of get that second win when you get to the playoffs. But, you know, every night's a grind, and it's it's, it's a mental battle more than the physical um, and when you're playing games that are as strenuous and uh, <laughs> as cool as they were for us, uh, it takes a toll. But uh, I think you just, you know, you reset and recoup and get ready for next year. The addition of uh, Xander Bogarts obviously is going to create a shuffle. And so far, everyone has said, you know, pretty much the right thing. Well, I just want to do what I can do to help the team win ball games. But obviously, there is some adjustments, some changes you know, some stress to all of that. How have you kind of managed that yourself this off season? Yeah, I think I've gone into every season with these guys not knowing where I'm going to play. In 20, I was a pitcher for a little bit. and uh, so uh, yeah, we, we talked about AJ yeah. trying to make everybody into pitchers. It's yeah. like, Do you know he tried to make Nelson Cruz into, into a pitcher, pitcher years ago? Exactly. So there you go. Uh, scientist. So, yeah, no, we got a great group and a ton of versatile players, so I think if anything, it's going to help us more than hurt us. So have you thought a lot about, I mean, you're going to bring now a first baseman's glove. Cause you had it before. But now you're going to be, like, probably penciled in the lineup. I asked you last year when uh, when they signed Juan Soto, I'm like, all right, man, Juan Soto's in the lineup now. You probably have to slide down a little bit. You're like, I don't care. I used to hit ninth. I couldn't yeah. care less. You, you care where you play as long as you're out there. Yeah, as long as I can help the team. Um, shoot, I wasn't even playing when I first got on this yeah. team to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anywhere in this lineup, I think was was that your? We were talking about it in the air. Was that your first position with the Pods? Was first base? Haas got hurt. Yeah, I came in as a pinch runner for Haas against the Diamondbacks. Uh, played, I think, an inning and a half or two at first, and uh, then I had to hit. I had the to, first yeah. Game. yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, now I mean, you now kind of going to be the first baseman for the San Diego Padres, but it's going to be a little bit different. No shift. They probably want the athletic infield that they have right now, and it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a more athletic infield than, than what we have right now. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, I, I don't know where guys are playing specifically. Obviously, I think once we start playing games in spring, and obviously a lot of guys are going to be gone, but I think we'll have a better idea of where everybody's going to be at. Um, and obviously, like we've said earlier, guys can move around and spell some guys for some off days, but the versatility we have is incredible. Jay Cronenworth is with us here at Padres Fan Fest, and not just what position they're going to play at, but and I, I'm sure Bob Melvin and the coaches are going to go through this while you're at spring training, but in terms of the positioning now with no shift, I mean, you can, I can certainly see a scenario where a first baseman is going to ex- be expected to cover a lot more ground than maybe you know Cecil <laughs> Fielder was asked to cover back in the day. It's going to be a little bit different. Cecil could move a little yeah, bit. No, Cecil I'm, I'm, could move a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's hard. You know, we've been so, we've had the shift for so long and the ability to kind of defend that side of the field and the other just not as much as against lefties. Um, But I think with our infield and the athleticism there, uh, I think it's going to be hard to find a more athletic infield than we have. No doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, Talking to Jake Cronenworth here on Ben and Woods this morning. How's your offseason been? Um, What have you done for fun? And what have you... I, I don't know. Like, I, at the end of the year, you look back and go, you know, for me, I'm like, you you could be better at this, this, and this. Try to work on this. Mostly it's mental. <laughs> so, for you, um, you know, what did you do for fun, and, and what have you done for work? 
Yeah, we'll start with the work first. Um, you know, took some time off and just relaxed, um, but got back into it. And um, obviously, you want to get better at everything, but there are certain things that you need to kind of refine. And uh, like we've talked about, no shift this year. Be a little more agile and get out there and, and be a better defender. And you can always do things like that just to kind of propel yourself and be in a better position once the season starts. Um, you know, working on the swing, working on the speed. Um, very similar to what I've done in previous off seasons, uh, and then fun. Um, no vacations. I'm a huge foodie, so ton of restaurants and just. Uh, you haven't fun. gotten in the pool yet to learn how to hold your breath for seven minutes. Is that not? Is no. that not something that you see any value? No. What about in? golf? Have you taken up golf? No, he plays. I've, I've been playing okay, golf. Yeah, yeah. He's good with all sticks. But it's hard. It's hard to play golf. Baseball bats. It's hard to play golf when it's snowing. So. Yeah, Michigan is not the greatest place <laughs> no. to play golf in no. December and January, but. Now that you're back out here and you're going out to Arizona, there might be a chance yeah. to break out the clubs once yeah, or twice. Yeah, a few days. For yeah. sure. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Shoot a couple hundred. Shoot a couple, yeah. <laughs> we just played with Matt Strom. Me and Paul whipped his ass, so that was fun. <laughs> be happy to take you on in spring training, too. So, one thing I'm better than him at, maybe, but I, I still doubt it. I still doubt it. Uh, no, man, we're obviously everyone's excited about the season. Uh, it's going to be nuts. I mean, it's going to be nuts. You feel, you feel more pressure this year? I mean, kind of be hard not to but as far as we went last year as far as you guys went um as as well as you played as good of teams as you beat you know that it's in you now and the guys know it's in them too and you've added better pieces and and excellent players but is the pressure on do you feel any of that yet or is it just is it just one day at a time i think the thing we realize is you know obviously we had some ups and downs last year uh we really settled in as a team and a group towards september and leading into the postseason I don't think we realize, really realized how good we were the team that we had. And to go as far as we did with what we had and then to add the pieces that we have, I think it, you know, and then coming here today and yesterday in the community, seeing everybody, I think it just, I mean, it relaxes us knowing that all these people are behind us and having the support we have. Do you feel like winning the division is an important goal? Or, I mean, you guys didn't win the division last year and you went to the NLCS. So it's obviously not, it's not required, but at the same time, you don't have to go to you know New York for a best of three series to start the playoffs and you can get a bye. That's a good thing. How how much of a focus will that be trying to probably win the division this year and, and, and see if you can make it a little bit easier in October? Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing for us is you know all the teams in our division are really good. It's a tough division, really good pitching. Um, I think the biggest thing for our group is obviously it's, it's nice to win the division, get the time off, get the break. But I think just having a consistent season – and not having as big of lulls, the ups dips, and downs we've had in the past two seasons, and just you know staying on the right trajectory so that when we do get to the playoffs, we're rolling. And no matter what that situation, those is. dips make for some good radio, though. I'll tell you that because you start, you do start to get a little bit panicked. And are we doing this again, everybody, and they start to get a little bit panicked. But <laughs> I, I it's like, good radio. I like that Jake's higher on the Rockies than his own owner. He just said every team in the division's yeah, good. Their owner said maybe we can play 500, <laughs> and I think the Padres have a couple of holes. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's actual, You're not one of the holes, are you, Jake? Actual, I don't think so. That's an actual, that's an actual quote. <laughs> well, I know you've got a bunch of fans that have, have come out to see you, and you're spending some time out here. Uh, you did that in the community yesterday, which was really cool. But, Jake, thank you so much for stopping by this table and chatting with us for a few minutes. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's always great joining you guys. Round of applause for Jake Cronenworth, everybody. We'll see him out on the field real soon. Take a and, uh, break. Safe too. trip over to uh, spring training in Peoria. Jay Cronenworth on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I liked what you said. Um, I don't think it was... 
I think it was during that broadcast, but you were down in the Manny presser, and everyone was talking about the top four uh, in the Padres lineup, and Manny made it a point to say, hey, yeah, don't forget, we've got Jake Cronenworth as well, and he's a pretty good baseball player. I thought player, that was so. very cool. Very yeah, cool. Hey, wait, we got Jake Cronenworth at number five. That's, uh, that's a formidable lineup for any pitcher to have to face uh, coming up this season. I am very glad that uh, FanFest was on Saturday. It was a pretty sparse sports weekend. I mean, the Pro Bowl, I'll admit, I watched more of the Pro Bowl flag football game than I probably did of the last 10 Pro Bowl games combined. Is that right? Which was maybe five minutes of the flag football game, because I hadn't watched a second of the Pro Bowl in a decade. One of the greatest uh, uh, quotes I saw from Pro Bowl weekend was Josh Jacobs on the new Pro Bowl format. This S is stupid, is exactly what he said at the Pro Bowl. And then he, uh, somebody, you know, quote tweeted and put it out there. And then Josh actually responded, man, send us on vacation and call it a day. <laughs> so good. I am. Um, so good. Yeah, I mean, was it entertaining? Not not at all. But neither was the Pro Bowl. And at least no. the guys aren't going to risk really getting injured. I mean, they were kind of going after it. was kind of a little bit fun when they would send the, you could send one pass rusher, you know, like. I don't know how many alligators they had to count, and then just going after a guy without any blockers. And you, did you do chasing alligators? The, what did you do? Mississippi's? Mississippi's. One alligator, two alligator. Mississippi's. We were Mississippi. One Mississippi, two, two Mississippi. Mississippi. Three Mississippi. Four I hate Mississippi. it when people just try to say it so fast. What is it? Fastest five seconds ever. Yeah, yeah, come on, dude. This guy here tweets, uh, quote, blame the players. They're the ones that stopped trying in the Pro Bowl game. Afraid to get hurt. Can't play like that. Are you out of your mind, silver underscore hornet? Are you out of your mind? You want them in full pads playing full speed in the Pro Bowl, silver hornet? I mean, they still, I mean. It there, was some like, hit, there was a hit it out of bounds. sounds like not much for a professional athlete, but the winner of the of the Pro Bowl games, the winning conference, the players each received $84,000. Okay, not bad. Compared to 42000 for the losing side. So $42,000 is not nothing, even for those guys. I mean, that's still something that they were playing for. So I think they wanted they wanted to win those games, whatever they were. Peyton the, wanted to win. He was very upset he was that mad. his team yeah, lost. I, there was some sort of rule infraction that he thought wasn't enforced at the end. And you know it galls Peyton to lose to anything in Eli. Yeah. Because he always beats Eli and everything, so when he actually loses to Eli, it's probably very hard for him to take. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch one second of that. You I, didn't. Miss I, it. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Wasn't really planning. Didn't. On it Did you didn't watch the? You anything. didn't watch the punt or the kick tack toe? No, I saw a little bit of dodgeball, but I didn't see any kick tack toe. Kick tack toe. Which I would have watched if it had come on, but. I didn't like make a point of finding when it was actually going to be on. Watch some golf. So I, could try. I did watch some golf. It's actually they're starting up the final round at Pebble Beach again after it was uh, interrupted by darkness last night with Justin Rose heading out to the tenth hole where he's got the lead by two strokes. So we can keep you updated there. Also, let you know you can take this show and all your favorite shows with you wherever you go on the free Odyssey app. You can also listen to the Super Bowl this Sunday on the Odyssey app right here on ninety-seven three. The fan. Would you rather be in front of a TV to watch the game? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Sometimes you're stuck in a car or are they making a road trip or picking up a pizza, whatever has you off the couch behind the wheel. We've got you covered. Listen to the Super Bowl from Westwood One right here on 97.3 The Fan and for free on the Odyssey app. Kickoff is at 3.30.
forward to that, Greg. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably be hit driving into work at some point, so I'll have to listen to Poor a little guy. bit of it on Sunday. But, yeah, no, I mean, you watch the Super Bowl. We get that. All right, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to play some Take on Woods in our 8 o'clock hour after pushing it back. That and more ahead on 97.3 The Fan.